episode 61, Rachel Guy. Welcome to Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless, tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Worlds they live by. For example, put the cookie down. Origins, biggest failures, fears, awakening moments, Yoda questions, yin yang, the alpha round. Check out this fantastic podcast. Do the little guy a favor. Make sure you follow us also on Twitter at Awaken Your Alpha. And go to the Facebook group, like our page. Get to the podcast. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I'll have to really turn on my Welsh accent then. Well, yes, please do. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> Welsh bird living in Australia. There you go. That's quite random. It's brilliant. We have Rachel Guy. And Rachel Guy is coming to us from Sydney today. She is the athletic fox. And I made the mistake of thinking, oh, we're having an Aussie lady on here. But she is from the UK. And more specifically, she is a Welsh alpha. Um, she's, she's moved over to Australia. Um, she has, she graduated from the University of Birmingham um, with physiotherapy, worked for the NHS. Her passion is strength and conditioning. And it brought her to Sydney. Rachel's clientele for the years have ranged from personal trainers, MMA, ex-rugby and CrossFit athletes, fitness competitors, corporate weekend warriors or alphas. Rachel is an international lecturer on, on her FMA strength training certification. And the thing that's jumped out for me, because it's a very cool little name, I like it. Rachel is the director of Athletic Fox. Rachel, are you ready to awaken your alpha? Yes, I am. Bring it on. Brilliant. Well, my, my bio sounds impressive when it's written down on paper, doesn't it? But it's not actually that impressive. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to jump straight in, really, about your, your origins, because... Straight away, that jumps out a question mark in my head. Like, obviously, I was expecting an Aussie voice. And then it was, I thought it was English for a second. And then I definitely heard the Welsh twang. So how did you get from growing up in Wales to Australia and the athletic fox? And as you said, the ability to potentially fly all over the world, going where you need to go to follow your passion. Well, yes, I am Welsh. Um, you can take a, a girl out of Wales. You can never take Wales out of a girl. And um, you know, I've, yes, I live down in here in Sydney now and I've been here um, almost uh, coming up to 10 years actually. So Ooh. time flies very quickly. I've always been a bit of a tomboy and I, you know, it's a bit of a, a running joke that I'm a certified tomboy. And I guess that kind of runs with the alpha thing. Um, you know, I know what I want and I just go and get it. Um, and that has been a, a massive advantage, but it's also been a bit of a, um, a hindrance along the way as well, because it means that, um, you, especially as a female, you kind of upset a few people uh, along the way because people expect you to behave in a certain way. And um, that's certainly not me. Um, if I want something, I will go out and, and get it. And Whereabouts in Wales are you originally from, actually? Okay, let's start right from the grassroots <laughs> then. I'm a Cardiff girl, born and bred. And I went to university in Birmingham mm -hmm. and had a fabulous time. I studied physiotherapy and I had a lot of fun. Um, I Very early on in my career, uh, I became very interested in musculoskeletal and sports physio. And I found myself, when I, after I graduated, working in, my interest was in contact sports, particularly rugby. Being a Welsh girl, it would be. I was going to say, Wales um, and Australia are good places to go for that then, definitely. <laughs> exactly, right? So the more I was involved in rugby, the more I became interested in what the strength coaches were doing, more so than what I was doing in clinic. And I also noticed that there was a massive grey area between 
physiotherapy and then strength conditioning and there was nobody really doing that end stage rehab um, leading then into strength conditioning mm -hmm. so long story short when I was um, I didn't I didn't uh, stay in a, the NHS for very long um, I probably only did about 18 months yeah. not even uh, there's six, about 16 months and to be honest I just had enough um, I didn't like being told what to do I am I would now consider myself completely unemployable because yeah. I refuse I mean, even if you've got like a, what you might even say, a good boss, being told what to do all the time, it's, uh, yeah, it's frustrating. But that's oh. you, work, you work with a lot of uh, rugby players as well, because to me, like the rugby players, Warriors, they're ultimate alphas. They're, as long as they've got a good head on their shoulders, they're physically, and what they do daily is, yeah, they really have to be yeah. built, built for performance. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, like I think particularly when I went into coaching, um, you've got to be, you've got to be strong um, physically, you have to have damn good banter. Um, and you have to be at least 50% smarter than any other coach in a room and particularly 150% smarter than any other player. So you know like and the thing is you become a family as well and you become married to the team really. Um, and you become one of the boys and, and, and that's how it is. But, you know, my, obviously my passion for, for strength conditioning brought me over to Australia. I am also a, a big fitness nerd. So I read everything I could. And Rachel, um, how did that happen though? Cause obviously the, I get the, the rugby links, but it's a long way. Australia I was just talking about like America to England, you know, it's, you can pop back and forth a little bit, but Australia is a good day or so plus to get each way. Um, how did yes. you, what, tell me about that decision to make that? Cause we asked like an awakening type moment or question, how on earth did you, you know, basically get the balls to move across? Um, I think I got to the stage. I remember it was uh, in one Christmas and uh, I was in Dubai with my family and I just thought and I it was coming towards the end of my holiday and I just thought you know I just cannot face going back to work in the NHS um on that on that particular Monday morning and I remember because I'm a girl I still cry um <laughs> I remember that Sunday night before, cry. <laughs> before I was due to uh, drive back to Birmingham um on that Sunday I used to sort of leave the house at about five o'clock if I was leaving Cardiff and I'd drive back up to Birmingham and mum came into my room and it was about seven o'clock at night and she said, don't you think you better leave soon? And I just burst into tears and that was a just defining moment for me of, I was just like, okay, I'm just not going back. Um, <laughs> awesome. And there was, and it was just something in me that I was just like, no, nah, I am done. And all of my friends had done the whole backpacking thing and I'm, I'm, there's no way I'm a backpacker. Like I, you know, I live, uh, you know, I like to live a very nice lifestyle and there was no way that I was going to backpack around Australia. So um, I'd been personal training and, and teaching in the fitness industry since I was 16. So I thought, well, it's about time I probably renew and redid my certification. So I thought, well, Australia seems like a nice place to go and do that. So off I went, booked my flights and I spent three months over here and the rest, as they say, is history. But, Blimey. you know, that, I, that I did get so refreshing or relieving when you made that decision obviously the build-up to when you cried and stuff but when you made that decision went right that's it I'm done I bet that felt yeah. good yeah it did you know I was still very young at that stage I was still only 22 and looking back I'm a lot more wise and aware of my feelings now and why I do certain things and why I act in a certain way um, at the time I think it was just a case of oh just get me out of here I just need to go I just need to go but I do remember when I actually arrived here in Australia I booked 
three nights in a hotel and I knew nobody. And I remember I got off my flight, I got to the hotel, I sat on the end of my bed and I was like, what now? Like, I don't know anybody here. What am I going to do? And then I had a bit of a moment of a panic. I called my mum and I was like, mum, what do I do? She said, well, you've got to go make friends. So I was like, okay, off I trot. And like with anything in life, I fully believe it's um, who, who you're around and who you attract. You know, I, I was very lucky enough. For, like, the first thing I do in any city is join a gym. Yeah. And so I joined a gym and uh, I, um, I met a, a guy there who became one of my, who became my trainer and later on became like my big brother and later on became one of my best friends. And he now has a TV show called Wimps Warrior. And, you know, I'm obviously head strength coach that show. And this is how all of this came about. So it's really about, you know, get talking to people. It's about, you know, some really good contacts. Well, yeah, I found you can never assume what people are all about until you open your mouth and actually take the time to find out what they're about. And, yeah, you'll be surprised because people sometimes think, oh, where's the opportunity? But if you just talk to the person down the road or next to you, and find out a bit about them you know it might be sitting right next to you for all you know absolutely i 100 percent agree i 100 percent agree really like the sound of his show as well well we do ask for a recommendation of who i should interview next and i'm already i sort of sat up in my seat when you said that show that sounds very cool <laughs> awesome. yeah whip to worry is really good fun we're just about to um open up for series three now we've had literally thousands of applications so um if i just backtrack a little bit i basically went from rugby into mixed martial arts um as a strength coach so again contact sports um and the wimp to warrior is a six months tv show and we it's it's a little bit like the biggest loser meets the ultimate fighter contender series where we take 50 guys and girls although our intake this year will probably be bigger uh we train them for six months and basically prepare them to fight and <laughs> so good it's wicked like the, the these guys and these girls i can tell you now like you think okay well you've really been training you know for for six months the fights will be a bit scrappy they're not like these guys go to war it is unbelievable <laughs> but i guess i say that, talk about motivation they know they're getting like some great training and they at the end of it sort of talk about a goal that they're going to be on tv and they're going to you know they don't basically sort themselves out in this six months they're going to get a kick in so that <laughs> that's some motivation yeah. talking about alpha right i see some guys come into this show and uh, guys and girls now who have got very little confidence they've got body issues they've got you know relationship issues the when you start training somebody and you you push somebody to their limits and they start growing from that and they survive a training session for mm. example they grow mentally physically and they become amazing people like we we give birth to like 50 alphas every series i'm i'm all for the alpha the alpha male and the alpha female um and unfortunately there aren't enough in the world no, hey, we're, we're doing our bit. It sounds like a key figure stuck out there, but I don't want to answer this question for you. So this is our Yoda question. Who helped mm -hmm. awaken your alpha throughout this journey? So it could be like back in Wales. It could be in Birmingham. It could be in Australia. It's completely up to you. Or it could be very recent. I think one of my, my, um, my family obviously has been played a very big part in it. Um, just doing their thing and, and being, we, we've got, I come from a very close family. And I think that really helps because it doesn't matter where I go in the world. I always know that I can go home, yeah. wherever home is. You know, my parents now live in the Middle East, but you know, I always felt like, well, if it, if I 
you know, if I didn't work out in Australia, I could always go home to Cardiff or I could always go home to Abu Dhabi. I could always go home. Yeah. So I, I think, think that that would I was going to say, I think sometimes people think, you know, it's a one way and like if they do it, oh my goodness, the worst could happen. What's going to like, what's going to happen? Like, like you say, the worst case scenario for stuff like moving country, worst case scenario, you gave it a go. You can come back home. Absolutely. You know, and Mark Buckley played um, a massive role in my career to date. He was like, um, basically Mark um, started FMA strength training and he was very much like a big brother figure to me, um, mentored me a lot with uh, my strength and positioning development. And he threw me in the deep end several times over trying to push me to lecture. And, you know, I hated it at the beginning. I hated talking to camera. I hated it. Um, but all of that basically built me to where I am today, constantly being pushed out of my comfort zone, constantly trying to make myself be in the room with the smartest people. And all of that stuff makes you push harder and harder and harder. Um, you know, and, and now I have some fantastic friends all over the world, you know, like obviously Ben Coomer, Phil Learney. I've got a, a rock of a man who somehow puts up with me. Um, and so, I, you know, I'm very lucky to be surrounded by some amazing people. Brilliant. And I know you, you mentioned um, I, when I sort of asked you for the interview, you were recommended by um, Blake. And yes. at the same time, you mentioned, as you saw, it was just when Chris Farrell's uh, interview was going out. And you was like, oh, you know Chris. And like, you had a little listen. How do you know Chris? Because that was, that was a fun interview. And he's a good, really good guy. He's very funny, isn't he? It's such a small world. First of all, Blake is um, Blake's uh, an Aussie trainer and he's amazing. He's doing some amazing things. And the chicks love him because he's a good looking boy and he's got some good people. He's, um, you know, he's, he's killing it here in Sydney and uh, he's a great guy. Um, Chris Farrell, now I, um, I'm actually going to Hawaii tomorrow. I'm flying out to Hawaii and I'm, uh, I'm going to be hanging out with Chris. Um, we're both obviously in internet marketing. Um, you know these people it's funny I've never actually met Chris but we speak a lot and sometimes it's it's funny how you just click with people and your personalities just match your, your businesses match and you just click well that's kind of what happened with Chris and I so um, yeah we've been, we've been uh, chatting for a while and um, I actually met him through one of my mentors um, one of my business mentors Ku and Ray and um, Cohen obviously looks up to him for his for what he does in internet marketing and I'm a lot I'm doing a lot of internet marketing now so yeah the industry is very small cool well uh I, first time I met Chris was actually in person he was a speaking at an event and it was right in the early days when he was just like literally on the fast track where he'd just taking it up and he but he was storming it and uh we just again gravitated to each other because it was like ah the English people in the room because it was uh it was not yeah. in England um but yeah, yeah. After, well, say hi to him because after when he gets back, I'm over in uh, his neck of the woods in about two weeks' time, and uh, we're going to meet up. So that's going to that's going to be very cool. Such a small world. Oh, it is such a small world, isn't it? It's good. I love it. <laughs> awesome. Throughout this journey, I just want to ask you the question, really. What, if anything, what what's one of your biggest fears linked to that? What would you say was one of your biggest mistakes? And I'm very very careful with the words because I mean. A lot of the people I speak to, and myself included, it's, it's rare you make a full-on mistake. or That's why I don't use the word failure, because it's almost just like a learning process. But what are some of the things you feared maybe dur during this journey? I'm not going to lie. I've had some royal f***s in my time. <laughs> but um, having said that, okay, let's just talk about fears. My biggest fear, of course, is the fear of failure. 
and you know to to quote the old quote feel the fear and do it anyway yeah. and I th you know I think that goes for for any of us who've done anything in business that's you know you you've got to take risks and um sometimes my risks have not been calculated I've gone with a gut feeling I've gone against what everyone has told me to do and it's just worked out and sometimes it hasn't and if it hasn't then well I've, I've I'll learn from it and I'll try a different way um so that's probably been um my biggest fear um in terms of my mistakes my biggest mistakes have actually been listening to my fear because all fear is is false evidence appearing real so you know when it comes to uh delaying projects as an example like i'm a perfectionist and what i do i want my work always to be the best and that's really delayed my project sometimes you know my membership site should have been launched 18 months ago to probably even two years ago and i actually only launched it in march this year because i wanted it to be perfect yeah and that's probably been one of my biggest mistakes is not releasing things sooner what's perfect to you is not perfect to me so therefore perfect is never really going to exist so you've just got to get stuff out there and make it happen i completely agree because on that note like you say you could uh spend all this time just keep changing and changing it and you know it might have even people might have liked the maybe the slightly rawer version maybe two three months ago who knows or they might have liked to been involved in the in the evolution as well so it's it's really funny you say that because um obviously i do a lot of testing with what i do and yeah. um a lot of my images are, you know, they're professional images and everything and, you know, they, they go okay. But on social media in particular, I think people can engage a lot more and they relate a lot more when they see, you know, particularly when I film videos now for YouTube, I often do them just in my, in a hoodie with no makeup on and my hair up because people can relate to that a lot more than oh, they do. You are, you are a normal person. <laughs> I, am, I am normal and I don't wear very much makeup compared to what I do in my images. So, you know, people do see the two sides and I, and I think that they, they quite like that. So, you know, to make sure that, you know, you're being real all the time and, you know, videos have been a good way to do that. Brilliant. Okay, we're going to mix up the pace here a little bit now. This is the yin-yang round and uh, we'll see where it takes us and we'll find out a little bit more about you. Okay, cool. I like games. Tea or coffee? Oh, uh, coffee. Vodka or Jack Daniels? Vodka. I was going to say that would be tough if you said vodka or red wine. I'd have a hard time ah, answering that. I'm, one. Trying, I'm trying to, yes. See, when it comes to women, sometimes I, I, you know, men don't get women. I was trying to think of an equivalent with, with men. It's a lot easier. I just like, I say beer <laughs> or vodka. But if I say beer, beer or vodka to women, it's usually always vodka. So. <laughs> oh, unless I do love a good cold Corona sometimes. Ooh, with a little bit of lime yeah. on the top. Yeah, of course. Of course. But like, you know, it's got to be like, you know, when I'm in my bear and I'm in Spain, yeah. chilling on the beach, like a good Corona. Oh, yeah, that goes nice. well. I have this not weird thing, but I like I like like freezer beers. And it's not as weird as it sounds. So if we're obviously having a cold beer, like you say, it just needs to be so cold. If, especially if I'm at home, I've got access to a freezer. I like, like to put them in the freezer for like 20 minutes. And so they're just literally like so cold, but it's so good. Sounds good to me. Many frozen exploded bottles have happened by me forgetting and leaving them <laughs> in the freezer. So never mind. Anyway, I'll get back, back to it. This sounds silly as well. Okay. Uh, New Zealand or America? America. So Cardiff or Sydney? Oh, Cardiff what? or Sydney? Sydney. Okay. God, my Welsh friends are going to kill me. You've, you've changed. I can't believe it. <laughs> Schwarzenegger or Stallone? 
Ooh. Tough call. Mm, very tough. Arnie. Yeah. Arnie. So you got As I'm looking I, at I love them both. And their stories are both ridiculous. But I'm looking at Arnie's um, in a book of it, an encyclopedia of bodybuilding here. So I'm obviously oh. a fan. That was like the first book I read when I was literally a teenager. And it was almost as big as me. Every, every trainer slash trainee slash anyone it, it, remotely interested in fitness should own one. Abu Dhabi or Thailand? Abu Dhabi. Yeah, I Although I do like Thailand too, but no, Abu Dhabi, definitely. Okay. This is the complete blank around. You're just going to complete the blanks for me. And again, we'll find out a little bit more about you and we'll see where it takes us. Okay, cool. Okay. Your best friend would describe you as? Fucking mad. <laughs> <laughs> Last time you were drunk was? Uh, uh, <laughs> oh no, actually I was um And, and don't I say was, I'm drunk now, that'd be <laughs> I'd be like, whoa. No no no, 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 I'm I'm actually dieting at the moment because I'm okay. preparing um for Hawaii and Vegas. Ah, um, me too. I'm I'm on a little thing as well, just kicking in, just tightening up uh the nutrition exactly. for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, same sort of reason. That's exactly right. <laughs> Um, I was probably, last time I was drunk, I was drunk pretty much, uh, I, this comes across in the nicest possible way, the whole of July, because I was <laughs> overseas on holiday. I had two weeks in Marbella and then I had two weeks in France. So I did a lot of eating and drinking. Nice. And it was amazing. Hey, <laughs> uh, you know, balance and you know, yin and yang. And now you're, you know, you're keeping it quite strict now for a little bit. So that's, that's cool. Exactly. I do like I'm either on or I'm off you know like I, I work very hard on I'm in Sydney and I'm I'm very much on um and then when I go overseas I'm off like it's yeah. holiday time your favorite movie of all time is Ooh, I don't really have a, an all-time favorite movie okay. what's in your um, one, one that's in your top three that actually pops in your head at the moment anything anything coming in Borat <laughs> <laughs> see we are finding a bit about you if you're there <laughs> I oh love God. Borat. I love it. I like movies with like um, guns and shit like that. Like wow. you know, I, I don't, I'm not really. Yeah, like I will watch like you know your your romantic comedies and all that. <laughs> I do like Love Actually. Actually, oh, yeah. Love Actually is good. I like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Your man crush or celebrity man crush? It's up to you. Is Oh, you could have given me some warning. I'd have to Google something. Oh, I do know who it is, actually. I've just watched this movie yeah. coming back on a plane from, uh, from Abu Dhabi. Yeah. And it's, um, I think it was called Homegrown. And it had Jason Statham in. And I was like, yes. Yeah, him. He'll do. Brilliant. I was going to say, he's one of the, the people who's popped up a lot in all these, like, 70. Oh, you are the 70th ep uh, interview I've done as well. So just, I've had. Oh, really? But in these interviews I've done, Old Statham has come up quite a few times in either people saying he's awesome and me saying yes, I, he's on the like the dream list of people I'm I'm working towards and I will get eventually. So if you're listening, Jason Statham and The Rock as well. I like The Rock oh, too. The Rock. Well, I, I interviewed not The Rock, but um, a Super Bowl winning uh, Satim Nali, and he looks like The Rock. So that was good enough for me at this stage. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that for me too that's fine <laughs> no yeah both of them dudes absolute alphas well we pretty much made it to the alpha round usually i start the interview with an alpha quote uh, something that you like to live your life by so we, we start off the alpha round really with an alpha quote if you've got anything to mind definitely i have one in particular that you know like i get asked this a lot and i try these new quotes and nothing really sticks but i have one and it's very short and that's do or do not there is no try oh, so that's Yoda, isn't it? 
I have no idea who said it. Yoda, if it was Yoda, it was, he, was, <laughs> he was a very um, wise no, individual. Yeah, no, I love that quote. Because, yeah, so whenever I... It's, you can take it into all bits of life. Like, if you say to someone, exactly. oh, you know, do you want to come to my barbecue? And they say, oh, I'd try. Instantly, I'm looking at them thinking, why don't you just say you're not coming? Just say no. Exactly. Yeah, I'm like, when he was, I like, are you going to get in shape or are you going to do this? I try my best. I'm like, no, no. I'm just thinking, yeah, okay, see you later. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I use this a lot with the relationships as well. Obviously, I train a lot of women. Um, and, you know, so many women are really, you know, they're, they're a bit half assed about their relationship. And I'm like, well, you're either in or you're out. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, I train guys as well. You're in or you're out. You know, there's no, don't mess around in the middle you you're either fully into it and of course like relationships they're at they have their ups and downs yeah. and everything and that's totally normal but you're in or you're out training you're in or you're out stop messing around and wasting people's time bitching and moaning that you're not losing fat because you're still behaving in that particular manner so you know i, I do i do have a soft uh, like a soft side but i also have a, a bit of a tough side if they're in the middle ground so they're they're probably potentially putting the hours in turning up and like you say, just floating along the middle, they're not going to get the results. They might as well just, like you say, in or out. They might as well be out because then they can just go and relax and have a break. Or if you're in, yeah. you're in and let's get the results. Because I know loads of people would spend way more time in the gym than me. They're just not committed and they're just not consistent, if you know what I mean. Or they're not, Absolutely. what they do in the gym is potentially, who knows, you know, <laughs> they're probably on the yeah. treadmill for 40 minutes or something. You know, it's, uh, it's, you can't just turn up to these things. You've got to be fully committed, definitely. Absolutely. Sometimes they can only get to the gym three days a week, but those three days that they're, they're in the week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, oh, yeah. they are busting their butts you can in be that gym. machine on three days a week or three sessions a week. 100%. Yeah. And you know, the rest of the time they'll go for a walk with the family on the weekends and there's their four training sessions in. So I'm happy with that. Brilliant. Sounds good. Is there a yes. book recommendation that springs to mind? I know we mentioned about the great man's encyclopedia of modern bodybuilding, but anything else that springs to mind? For our listeners, I've got two actually. Well, three actually. I've reread recently. The first one was um, the Four Hour Work Week by oh, Good Old Tim Ferriss. Yeah, and I think you know that 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 was just the start. That was the start. That's probably one of the very first business books I've read. Um, the E Myth by Michael Gerber. That's another one. Yeah. Um, and these are all business books. And the other one is called Pitch Anything by Oren Claff. Um, oh. that's an amazing book for, for say, sales. That one's, and that one's a new one to me, the Pitch Anything. So. Pitch Anything is awesome if you're in, um, in fact, if you're in any form of business, sales, marketing, um, the ability to pitch an idea to somebody. I actually, This is going to sound bad. I actually use it with my other half. Like when I want to pitch <laughs> an idea to him, like I, I know the ways of doing things now to get the answer that I want. And that sounds very manipulative. It's not. And he catches me doing it. Have you got a particular productivity resource, high tech or low tech that you use on a daily basis? Maybe keeps you on the straight and narrow in your business or in, in training. It's up to you. Uh, yes, I do. Actually, I use Evernote. And what I do with Evernote is I have my top, um, my basic, I break down my year. I'm, I'm a bit of a stickler for planning now. And so I have my year and I kind of, you know, everyone has like goals for the year. Yep. Well, I basically then break my goals down to quarterly goals. So I have four quarters in the year and every quarter I have basically set things for that quarter. So it's basically a goal management system. And then I break that down into um, my top five goals for the week. And 
basically list them there and then they're, they're listed either into two lists important and urgent must-dos or important and non-urgent must-dos so that's basically how I work and um, anything that needs to be done goes on that list and I don't have any other lists anymore because I used to be a real list freak with yeah. several notebooks and stuff so everything's now in, in Evernote and it's a really good way of planning at any given time I can see where my business is at and where I can just pick up um, things that I need to do. Sounds brilliant. And I, I like the way, you know, you just break it down and down and down. Cause like you say, a lot of people have like yearly goals and then before they know it, six months is done, a year's done. And like, Oh, that came around quick, but then you break it down to quarters and then even more to weeks. So I really like that because time just does absolutely fly. <laughs> it does. It's crazy. It does fly by. Who would you recommend that I interview next or very soon? And we're looking maybe two recommendations. It's up to you. Um, okay. The first person that springs to mind um, is a good friend of mine. And his name is Mike Campbell. Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if you ha already have interviewed him. But anyway, he's oh. also book. Unleash the Alpha. Unleash your Alpha. I've got him. He's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> have you already interviewed Mike? Yeah, I've got Mike. He, uh, I interviewed him and he was like spinning around. He's got a lovely little spot spinning around his laptop and showing me the sun setting over Sydney Harbour Bridge. I was loving it. Oh, there you go. Well, Mike, okay. So, um, yeah, in terms of alphas, you've got to get Richie Cranny on. Richie. Um, he's um, uh, with, obviously, with Wimp to Warrior. Um, he's, um, he's also a London boy. Is he? Oh, brilliant. Yeah. God, we get everywhere, yeah, see, don't we? God. Top alpha for me is Phil Learning. Oh. He's an alpha. They're, they're good boys, and um, I'm sure they'd love to have a, a good chat. Awesome. What's the one question that you thought I was going to ask, or maybe hoped I'd ask, and I didn't? Because we're pretty much done here now. That's about it, really. I was, it's nice to just have a, a good chat and... Uh, <laughs> makes cool. me miss home, actually. Every time I record podcasts with uh, Ben Coomer and... Um, He's like, it's just like talking to my best buddy every week. And I'm like, no, oh, I miss, I do miss home. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think you've covered most things really. And um, if they, if you need to know anything else, you can catch me on my, my social media and on my website. My, yeah. How's, how's the best way people can get a little bit more of the athletic Fox or find out more? Well, you can chat to me on uh, social media and my the best page would be uh, facebook.com forward slash Rachel Guy Fit Pro. Yep. And on Twitter, I am at Athletic Fox and also Instagram at Athletic Fox. This is absolutely awesome. Thanks for your time so much today, Rachel. This is, if you ever do make it back, if I'm still here, <laughs> um, yeah, or if you need any help in anything you think I can help out, I will. I will. Not, I won't try, I will. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Adam, for having me. It's been, um, it's been fun. Check out this fantastic podcast. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. Make sure you follow us also on Twitter at Awaken Your Alpha to get all the details and keep in the loop. Follow us on Twitter. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless.